Hello, welcome to the Tutors of Life podcast. This is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. Episode 21, by the way. You got it in there. Barely. Got it. Proud of you. All right, today, hold on, preface. Sam likes to shop for books. And one day she asked me what I wanted for a book. Mm-hmm. And I just sent her my list. A long list. Every time I listen to a podcast and someone recommends a book in the podcast, I put it in my list. Anytime a friend or someone I hear speaking recommends a book, I put it on this list. So boom, I shoot this list over to Sam. I don't know. How many books on there, Sam? At least 20. Yeah. Yeah, a good 20 at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which isn't a crazy moment, but anyhow, so, Sam's got my list of books. Now, she goes to the bookstore, and she finds three of the books. No, two of the books. Two of the books. One was a book by the same author that you wanted. But anyhow, the important one, she found Who Moved My Cheese... By Spencer Johnson. Mm-hmm. It was a whole $3 at Savers. Was it, it the best $3 I've spent, Sean? I would say I've spent some good money in my life. Mm-hmm. But this was a good $3 right here. Mm-hmm. We're talking 95 pages of gold. And it is such a simple read like such a simple read um i I can't stress it enough how fucking good of a book this is can i interrupt you with a quick update sure today is june 17th we're actually doing it sooner than a day before the podcast comes out dogecoin is at 30 and a half cents we don't need to talk about that right now I just thought I would inform you. Yeah, we don't need to. We don't need to talk about those. Cryptos were going up. They were doing good. And then just back down. Back down they went. Yeah. They do chilling. Just waiting for it to go to the moon. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, that is my update. Yep. Anyhow, uh, so this book was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has to do with change. My favorite topic. Sam is, as you all know, a big proponent of change. It is my favorite thing in the world. Yeah, she actually tells me that sometimes she wants more change as in money change <laughs> that makes sense, that makes sense. Uh, vacation fund yeah that's right that's right yeah but anyhow um sam's not a big fan of change i struggle a lot with change isn't that a type e type a is that what you said yeah what are you i'm not a type a Type 8. 
Eight. Oh, eight. E I don't know if it's part of my personality. Let me look it up. On the Ananagram test. Yes. You've heard us talk about it before. Mm-hmm. Um, no, eight's a challenger. I'm a nine. Oh, you're a nine. I think that has something to do with a type nine on the Ananagram test, Sam. Oh, yeah. It, now that you mention that, I definitely remember it saying somewhere that I do not like change. I mean, comfort is a priority to me. Yeah, it's almost like you resist change. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Change is awesome. Change is great. Yeah. Sam has not read the book yet, but she's going to. I will make her read this book. Everybody should read this book. My favorite book is The Richest Man in Babylon, based on... It's a good teacher of how to become financially free. Um, so I really like that book for that. This book is just a phenomenal life book. And it's super simple to read. Might be my favorite life book. What's up, Sam? Oh, I just rammed my knee into the desk and it really, really hurt. You are the epitome of intelligence. I know I am. Um, sorry, I was looking at my... Uh... An anagram stuff still. Okay. Yep. All right. So. Don't pressure me. I need my time and space, Sean. Jesus. There you go. Anyways. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I definitely need to read this book, I think. Um, Sean and I have been obviously talking about a lot of changes that are happening in our lives right now. And I, it would be good to read something I think that would... Um, Help me. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I've been I've been getting better at it. I just need uh, more time to process the change compared to Sean. Yeah, I'm pretty cool with change happening like now. Yeah, and sometimes that's not a good thing. Hmm. Yeah, I could see that. So. What do you want to start with? Do you want to start with the tips and things I found online or uh, talk about your book a little bit more? I'm going to start with something else. Oh, okay. I'm experiencing some change in my life. What is it, Sean? Yesterday, my friend, Trifu, reached out to me and said, Hey, man, you want to do some lifting? And I was like, when? July 17th in Minneapolis. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to Rockfest July 16th. So thankfully, at Rockfest, you do not stay up late. You do not drink alcoholic beverages, and you're usually in bed by 10. No, that's not true. That, that was all sarcasm, if anybody didn't catch that. And so that might be a late night. I'll be uh, quite dehydrated in the morning, if you know what I'm saying. But I said yes to this weightlifting meet for some change in my life. I have not trained only lifting, so snatch and clean and jerk, in over five years. 
That's some change. Yep, it is. And I'm extremely excited. Kind of, kind of turned on a little, you know, a little revved up. The engine's a little vroom vroom. You know, you're turned on now. Let's see how you're feeling at the end of this month. Probably pretty tired. I'll most likely be pretty tired. Mm-hmm. Sean wants us to start doing two workouts a day, a couple days a week. Yeah, here's the deal. I used to do that only training stuff, and, and I would do two-hour sessions. I haven't done two-hour sessions in years. Always like 30 minutes to an hour because I am lazy AF. Mm-hmm. Now, I either got to start two-hour workouts. Or split them up. Or split them up. And do two one-hour workouts, which might be what I lean towards. Um, but see, yeah, kind of, that shit kind of turns me on. Makes one of us. So that's uh, that's a little bit of change in my life for you guys. Um, I am riding along for the journey, so Sean is going to teach me how to be better at Oli lifting. But I am not competing. Right. But I am there to support you, babe. Thanks. That's all that matters, right? Yeah, it's uh, those words of affirmation. Love and stuff. So that's uh, that's my life. But let's get into this book a little bit. Should we dive in? We can dive right in. I have no clue where you're going because I don't know anything about this book. All right, the book. I wrote a blog on it. So get yourself over and read Tutors of Life blog. I released it oh last Thursday, so actually today. Mm-hmm. So when you guys listened to this last Thursday. Um, all right. There's four characters. We have Sniff, who sniffs out changes. We have Scurry, who scurries into action. Mm-hmm. We have Hem, who resists changes and likes to stay in his current status due to being afraid of change. And we have Ha, who takes a while but then adapts and changes when he realizes it's for the betterment of himself literally hem and haw oh my what hem and haw hmm. yeah are you hemming and hawing on this so anyhow sniff and scurry are mice okay wait are hem and haw mice hem and haw are little people. Oh. They're all stationed in a maze. Okay. Okay. They're in a maze. I'm sorry, people, if I ruin this book for you. That's okay. Because go read the book. I'm going to read the book probably 75 to 1,000 more times in my lifetime. Bet. Well, I'll just read it for the next 75 days then, Sam. Fuck. So anyhow, this won't ruin it. It'll just make it make you want to read it more anyhow they put in this maze okay every morning they put on their running shoes and they run through the maze looking for cheese all four of them put on their running shoes one morning and they go for a run and they stumble upon cheese station c okay and the cheese station 
has a lot of cheese. Sniff and scurry, they take off their running shoes. They tie them together and wrap them around their neck. Okay? Mm -hmm. Sniff and scurry get to eating their cheese. Okay? Mm -hmm. Enjoying it. Then they put on their shoes. They go back home for the night. Hem and ha, they get there. They take off their shoes. And they start eating the cheese. They go home that night. Sniff and scurry wake back up the next morning. They put on their running shoes. They run down to Cheese Station C. And they start eating their cheese. But before they start eating that cheese, they do something very important. They analyze how much cheese is there. They look around, they go, okay, how much cheese we got here? They get an idea of how long this cheese is gonna last. Then they start eating. Sniff and scurry continue to do that day after day, after day after day, after day after day. Every day when they get there, they wrap their running shoes around their neck, just waiting in case they need to go running through the maze for more cheese. Hem and ha. They go back to cheese station C. They realize there's more cheese there than they know what to do with. So they put their running shoes at home and they put them away in the closet. They move closer to cheese station C because that's their new life. They want to be close to their cheese station, so all they got to do is wake up, go there, and eat. One day, all four of them arrive to the cheese station. There's no more cheese. Didn't, didn't one of them realize it the night before, that they ate the last piece of cheese? Sam, please don't fuck up the story. Okay. I, you know, I'm sure Sniff and Scurry realized because they measure it every day. But Sniff and Scurry get there. They're out of cheese. So, Sniff and Scurry take the shoes off from around their neck. And they start running through the maze looking for more cheese. Hem and ha. Cannot believe it. They're hemming and hawing around. Going, how could someone have moved our cheese? How could our cheese be gone? Who moved our cheese? Okay. So, they refuse to leave. They think they're going to find more cheese. So they get to work digging for more cheese around Cheese Station C with no luck. Day after day, they go back to Cheese Station C just waiting for cheese to show up. After quite some time, Ha realizes the cheese ain't coming. Ha laughed at himself for being afraid to leave and go look for more cheese. Hem told Ha to just stick around. Don't go back out in the maze. It's scary out there. It's not safe. It's safe right here. Let's just stay here and wait for more cheese to show up at Cheese Station C. So Ha stuck around. A few more days passed. He gets fed up. It's time for him to go back out in the maze. So he puts on his running shoes, heads out into the maze. At this point, 
Ha is very weak. He's tired because he's been without cheese for so long. But he keeps pushing forward. While Ha is going through, he stops and he writes quotes on the wall about things he's learning. So that way if Hem decides to follow him, Hem will know the way. Ha, after many trials and tribulations, finds some cheese. Not much, just a few, few new pieces of cheese. Cheese he's never tasted before. So he tries the cheese, it's good cheese, leads him into a cheese station. However, this cheese station has already been eaten. There's no more cheese. Was it by uh, the other two? I imagine so. Mm -hmm. Ha laughs because he realizes if he wouldn't have sat around with him waiting for cheese to show up at cheese station C and he would have got after it right away first day like sniff and scurry he might have found this cheese station full of cheese. Instead it was empty. So Ha goes back to Hem and says, Hey, Hem, I found cheese. Not a lot, but I found cheese. There's hope. There's hope that there's cheese out there. Hem says, No, I'm not going out there. I'm too scared. It's safe here. It's not safe out there. I'm not I'm not leaving. So Ha goes back out. Ha keeps searching and searching. One day, he finds a few pieces of cheese outside of a cheese station. He goes in the cheese station and he sees Sniff and Scurry. Sniff and Scurry have their shoes tied around their neck. They give each other a nod as Ha takes off his running shoes, says his hellos, and Ha puts his running shoes around his neck before he feasts in on his favorite types of cheese. Ha then continues every day to analyze how much cheese is there. And some days, he even goes out in the maze looking for cheese, even though he already has a cheese station full of cheese. Ha realizes he wishes his friend Hem would just come. Come to the new cheese station. Leave the old cheese station see. But he knows that Hem has to make that decision on his own. He's already tried going back and bringing Hem with him. But Hem wouldn't do it. Hem needs to decide for himself. And Ha realizes that. So Ha continues to analyze his cheese, eat his cheese, and adventure through the maze. And then Ha writes down his cheese commandments. What he learned through his trials and tribulations of going through the maze looking for who moved his cheese. And those commandments 
he wrote on the wall is change happens. They keep moving the cheese. Anticipate change. Get ready for the cheese to move. Monitor change. Smell the cheese often so you know when it is getting old. Adapt to change quickly. The quicker you let go of old cheese, the sooner you can enjoy new cheese. Change. Move with the cheese. Enjoy change. Savor the adventure and enjoy the taste of new cheese. Be ready to change quickly and enjoy it again and again. They keep moving the cheese. And that is the story of who moved my cheese. So is is uh, Hem dead then? Well, I'm sure Hem fucking died. Old boy never came. Well, actually, we don't know he never came. He never came in the story, but we don't know that he never did. Tari might have eventually followed the breadcrumbs. Interesting. And then there's a discussion portion at the end that's actually really neat to read. Um, it gives the it gives like outlook and opinions by a group of individuals discussing the story mm-hmm. and how they interpreted it. Mm-hmm. It's a really it's a really neat part. It made me think of different ways that it because I thought of when I when I read that I thought of change in two main categories. Number one, money. Number two, job. Okay, I thought of, I thought of cheese as, as money and job. Mm-hmm. And I thought of like moving the cheese as if you're at a certain income and you're just eating that cheese at that income and then all of a sudden, boom, you're stuck at that income because you have reached the maximum in your company or the maximum your position has allowed you to be, whatever it is, right? Like you're at a medium level in your company, the effort you're putting in because you're not willing to change, you're out of cheese, right? Like you're just at that cheese level. Mm-hmm. Now, if you wanted to find new cheese, okay, you want to find new cheese, you have to change what you're doing to get a higher position in that company mm-hmm. or to get a higher pay, Um uh, that that's that's one way I thought of it intracompany and then I also thought of it like outer company right so you're working at a job you're only making a certain amount of money it's not necessarily something you like right so now you go out into the maze aka go online look at fucking jobs on indeed or whatever and you look for jobs you apply for jobs that give you more cheese and new cheese. Mm-hmm. And so those are the kind of two ways I piece them together. Um, but then in the discussion portion, they talk about relationships. And what they talk about in the relationships is not necessarily, right, like you're not going out to find a new relationship, right? But changing within it. Changing within it. So your behavior. So you need to find your new cheese, which is your new behaviors within that relationship. Because it doesn't matter, right? If you do not change your behavior and you just go find a new relationship, 
you're just going to run out of cheese at that cheese station. Right, because you're going to keep the same behavior, and if you left one person by doing that behavior, who's going to know if the next person's going to... It's not going to, because you have the same behavior, so you ain't going to last. You're going to have to go find new cheese again. I am telling you, folks, number one, I should start reading books for Audible because listen to this soothing voice. Okay? Number two, this book has a lot of meaning in a lot of different categories. And it gets me going a little bit. Does it? A little bit. So, Sam, what do you think about my story I just told? From, okay, hold on, make this legal and shit, I am quoting out of Who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson. I am definitely, ha? Hem, hem, ha? Hem. Not willing to change? Yeah. You're hem. That would be hem. But... I have become more of a haw lately. So why do you say you are a hem? Um, I mean, mainly, like, when I get in a place that's comfortable, I like to just stay there. I'm comfortable, I'm happy. Why change anything? Um, because your cheese is stinky, Sam. You got stinky cheese. <laughs> Thanks. Um, that cheese is molding, Sam. It's, you got to find new cheese. It's starting to. Um, but that's why I'd say I'm more of a haul now. I've been getting better. Mm-hmm. I've been getting a lot better. Mm-hmm. How, how, how so? How so? I mean, mainly, I, the main thing I can think of is like this house. Okay. Um, I was so adamant about staying in this house mm-hmm. for, I mean, too long. I mm-hmm. guess, honestly. Mm-hmm. And now I have accepted the fact that, like, we're going to get a different one. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know what it is yet, but mm-hmm. I've accepted the fact that we are, that this house is a hindrance to us, I guess. Okay. Um, I, I just think it's, I think we just need new cheese. Yeah. But you, on the other hand, mm-hmm. are definitely, I forget the other two, scurry and... Sniff. Sniff. Who always sniffs out. What the fuck is it? It's like sniffs out to see what's coming. Mm-hmm. And then scurry, scurries into action. Yeah, you're definitely a scurry. Constant. Yep. You don't like to be comfortable. I would like to think I am scurry. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily sniff out change. I just scurry into action. Yeah, you really do. Yeah. Um, So that's why I think if I can become a ha, you and I will balance out well. We'll meet in the middle. Or if you became sniff, then we could sniff and scurry around. (laughs) Uh, That's just... These are, okay, anyways. These names just weird me out. You want to know what? But otherwise, okay, I'm trying to think of other aspects of our life. 
like how we are uh so i could see like um one thing would maybe be like our diet like there's a lot of things we could change in our diet or we could like adventure out but we're just so used to the same thing and we're so good at making the same meals that we just always eat the same meals is that us hemming or is that us just being efficient i want to think it's probably a little bit of both no oh, fine um otherwise like money money wise i think you and i are still pretty sniff and scurry yeah yeah oh yeah um relationship wise i'd say you're definitely a haw yeah why is that why is that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's like probably the one part of our life that like you don't change very often in. Facts. Mm-hmm. Because I'm always scurrying about work. True. Uh, you, you're changing so many other aspects in your life. I'm sure it's nice to have one thing that's like consistent. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, it's not like we need. It's not like we need to change in our relationship. Like, our relationship works, mm-hmm. and it's fine, and I don't think there's, like, I mean, we'll always be improving, obviously, but there's nothing, like, major we need to change, I don't think. Mm-hmm. You sure? Could add a truffle? Or be swingers at this point, you know? That would definitely be a change. Yeah. No, I'm not open to it at the moment. Sounds like you're being a hem. Uh, that, that is fine. I will hem on that every day. LOL. Okay. Um, yeah. No, I don't... Um, I think as we progress right so like we're getting we got engaged Mm -hmm. so that was a change we're getting married that's going to be a change at some point in time we're going to have kids Mm -hmm. it's going to be a change so i guess i mean you and i are pretty much like a sniff and scurry then because we have just been adapting with how life changes around us right because we're not relationship wise because we don't hem and haw and get caught in like ruts and stuff we just like talk about it adapt grow and change yeah i guess like we're just i feel like we're so efficient at it that it doesn't feel like any like it doesn't feel like there's a lot of change yeah 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 interesting yeah communication that's what that means i think so (laughs) (laughs) comes back around every time Mm -hmm. one thing that i think this book ties in really well with is resistance yes 100 percent. would you like to explain resistance sam did we ever talk about that no no you and kyle did but we never did a podcast on it Mm -hmm. what's resistance sam um i I mean resistance is just what's holding you back from changing pretty much Mm -hmm. um so Sean and I have discussed, I, I mean, 
I am the resistance in our relationship at times. It's mainly me. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly, like, selling the house or... Mainly selling this house, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I am the resistance. But I'm trying... I'm working on not being that and changing and being comfortable with the change of scenery in our life. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, I mean, like, it just... A lot of people have, like, roadblocks that are resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, people People don't like being uncomfortable. And if you don't accept that you need to be uncomfortable, then you're always going to be resisting, like, your a, a better future or potential for a better future. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Resistance but, can be anything standing in your way to being better or doing something else. Mm-hmm. It can be the bar can be resistance to you becoming healthier. McDonald's could be resistance to becoming healthier. A significant other can be a resistance not wanting you to do a certain thing. Change your job. You know, to change a career. Um, do do an activity you want to do, right? A significant other can be a resistance. To change your living situation in general. Change it, absolutely. So, I mean, just like your daily habits or your spending habits. Mm-hmm. I mean, if especially in relationships, both sides have to agree in order to accept the change, really, and, and work towards that change. For literally, like, anything in a relationship. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, I think of like, okay, one thing that Dave Ramsey always says, God, I'm so gay. I'm talking about that. Um, is like, if you're all in on, you know, debt pay down and shit, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're all in on these baby steps to do this, right? Mm-hmm. But your significant other isn't, and they're not on board. You're not going to be successful in it. Right. Because you're going to be pushing and pulling, essentially. You're going to have that resistance to you getting to where you want to be because your significant other is not on board. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, other things would be I had massive resistance when I started my group homes Oh, in 2017. From the people around you, yeah. People around me, friends, family. Mm-hmm. I would say... Friends of friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I will still say I think Kyle is probably your number one supporter. Absolutely, shout out to the OG. And then I probably was pretty close behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, but but here's the deal, I had so much resistance. A lot. People, Sean, are you sure this is what you want to do? Man, Sean, you're dealing with other people's lives. Yeah, Sean, you're gonna kill other people. You you're dealing with people's lives and well being. And I'm like, no shit, dumbass. That's why I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't think they understood like the why. Right. Well. And it was. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it before. You saw your old boss abusing his residents, and mm-hmm. you wanted to open a home to actually help people right and to be better than him right which wasn't hard obviously but you right. i mean you were able to yes so yeah, you get you you get resistance in all types of forms mm-hmm. 
there's something, there's one type of resistance bigger than all that. Bigger than all that. It's a, oh, there's, huh. Can you tell me, like, what the, like, subject is? There's one type of resistance that is more prevalent, something you have to overcome more than all exterior, environmental, physical resistance. I mean, is it just mental? Mental resistance. Yeah. I mean, you would tell me that every goddamn day in the gym. I think we talked about that in our motivation podcast about you can't you can't say can't. Right. That's resistance. That is resistance. It's just like this. It's like this. Okay. It would be easy. Okay. My mind tells me this sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Where I have brought my business to, mm-hmm. I can stop working. I can put the company like I can just have Cody manage the company I can just give him a little helping hand here and there mm-hmm. I'm talking like maybe an hour of work a week mm-hmm. and it's not even working just be some advice okay I could do that mm-hmm. I quit growing the company and I can make a pretty good living to do nothing mm-hmm. okay sometimes my brain We'll put this shit in my head, okay, saying I should do something stupid like that. Okay. Okay? My brain will play tricks with me, okay? We're like, Sean, you can just make this amount of money by doing nothing, and then you could just go around, do whatever you want, blah, blah, blah. That is m- part of my mental resistance. That is only one portion that does not happen often, okay? I have a lot of other things that happen um, with, you know, other businesses. Ryan and I do, I get more resistance with stuff like that. I get more resistance with, with like, physical, or like my performance, both physically and mentally. I'm at work and everything. I get a lot of resistance there. But in this one example, I know it would be super fucking easy to just not grow the company. Just let the company be where it's at. Keep it running the way it is. Keep making this money. I don't have to work again, right? Mm -hmm. I can just chill, okay? Mm -hmm. That's resistance. That I have to say, well, that's fucking retarded. Why would I possibly do that when I could go out and I could help a 100 more people? Okay, how goddamn selfish of me, right, to think like that, okay? So I have to say, fuck that resistance, okay, and that thought, and I have to keep pushing forward to help more people and to grow myself. Mm-hmm. Damn. Resistance. Damn, dude. Is powerful. Mm-hmm. And you need to stop it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, because we've talked about that, like, obviously, like, any relationship, it'd be easier to just give up and be single than to work on the relationship. Absolutely, full-heartedly. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is like, if you don't want to put in the effort in this relationship, then you're not going to want to put in the work you're in the next one. You're going to be stuck one. in that same rat race. Forever and ever. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So that's... Huh. Okay, cool.
Do we want to go over some of these things I looked up on the internet? Yeah, so along with this, I read the book, whatever we have a discussion about it, Sam looked up some ways, right? Yeah, ways to accept change. Ways to accept change, we will... Uh, or like steps on how to steps? accept change. Yeah, no. We'll, we'll go through about some of the things that the old Google tells us helps with change. Yeah. Um, they, I, the thing I liked about it the most was they broke it down into two parts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, obviously, you have to deal with it intellectually first, like we were saying. Um, it's a mental roadblock. Yep. So, step one is embrace your feelings about change. Mimi just got home from a play date, so yes. she's saying hi real quick. Hi, buddy. Yo, yo, hi, Amy. Get to my girl. Okay. Um, so what was that one? Embrace your feelings about change. Okay. So like they were saying how it is okay to not be happy about change. So yeah, they said like, it's okay to be upset about things. Like that's what's going to help you grow and move on. Yes. To, yeah. I mean, embrace, once again, embrace how you're feeling. Yep. Embrace how you're feeling. Yep. Number two, understand that change is an an inevitable part of life. So I think, like, the easy one that they kind of put it towards was, like, death. Yep. Um, So, like, obviously, death is a part of life. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's change. And that is change. Uh, But Sean and I have mentioned it in previous podcasts. Like, even as people, like, we are completely different people from what we were last year, I would say. Oh, yeah. I About shouldn't say 10 completely. years ago. Yeah. I shouldn't say completely, but I'd say we are pretty different from when we started dating four years ago. Uh, very different. We are I've very... become a lot more handsome. Okay. All right. I'll let you think that. Okay, number three. Do you not agree, Sam? <laughs> it's only because of the stash. Do you remember how fat I used to be? Oh, my gosh. I forgot about the actual Sean I started dating. Yeah. Did I get more handsome, Sam? Yeah, you yeah. did. You goddamn right I did. Did I get more hot? Yeah. Okay, thanks, babe. Yeah. Okay, number three. You grew, you, you grew a bigger peach. Oh, yeah. The booty got bigger. Thick. Okay, three. Try to put change in perspective. Um, so one of the things they said, though, was to list the things you are grateful for. Okay. Um, so this one, I don't know. This one just kind of confused me a little bit. Um, try to put change in perspective. And so listing out gratitude. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, super simple. I can explain this. I used to have a gratitude journal. Okay. Every morning I would write down, okay, yes, I slack on my gratitude journal. All right. I'm human. Okay. But I used to every morning I'd wake up and I'd write down what I'm grateful for to put in perspective right of what i am grateful for and that like don't necessarily take what you have for granted okay because mm, you could lose it at any second right and but but then on the counter of that right is like you're grateful for it so don't be afraid of losing it okay mm-hmm. so i'm grateful every day for sam and mimi Okay, but I have to put into perspective, like what what I'm doing, what I'm afraid of. Am I going to lose those things of, of, that I'm grateful for? Okay, so 
if I want to do X, Y, and Z, we'll just say I want to take a new job. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to take a new job. Okay, put it in perspective. What's the worst that's going to happen about that job, right? When I write down what I'm grateful for, it's always Sam, Mimi, and my work ethic. Maybe sometimes I'll, you know, depending on who I talk to and shit, I'll add in, a, a, you know, friends, a certain family member or something, right, that I, like, had a connection with that, that previous day. They go in my gratitude journal, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lose those people and those things I'm grateful for by taking a job. That's true. Right? So when you put it in perspective that way... Well, you shouldn't. Let's just say you that. You shouldn't. And if you do, fuck them people yeah, or those hurt. things. Mm-hmm. But but that's a good way to put it in perspective of, like, I'm grateful for this. Worst case, Ontario, if I take this job, I do this thing, I'm not going to lose them. That makes sense. Okay, next. Um, four, look on the bright side. So similar to that. Right. Um, like with the death example, they said, like, Think back about all the the good times you had with that person that is gone now. Mm. Um, Ooh, can I can I add to this? Yeah, go for it. All right, check it out. Everything I talk about is related to business because that's pretty much all that goes on in my mind right now, except for weightlifting now for the next month and pound and burritos. Look on the bright side of taking a career change. Okay. Mm-hmm. Say you're at a at a job right now, medium job. You're making forty thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's look on the bright side. Okay. This also has to do with the um, perspective, right? Yeah, obviously. Boom. Okay. Bright side. I take a new job. I go down a new career field. I start making a hundred thousand dollars a year. Instead of $40,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Picture in your mind. What does that cheese look like? <laughs> what does that cheese you're chasing, that 100000 a year, what's that look like compared to your 40000 a year? That perspective. You can fucking live in that much nicer of a house. You can take that many more vacations with your family. You can... Eat the fucking filet mignon instead of the round steak. My God, Sean, this is like going from craft cheese slices to my wine um, infused Asiago cheese. Yes, that's exactly what it is, right? Oh, okay. Yep, yep. I get it. That's going from your fucking top ramen to goddamn chicken Alfredo, baby. Oh, yeah. From Olive Garden, because that fucking slaps. Okay, cool. All right, that was that one. I, I like that. That was good. Look on the bright side, number mm. four. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, number five, try to understand why the change unsettles you so much. Um, obviously, I mean, losing someone is hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, I don't know. I guess moving out of this house, it unsettles me so much because, I mean, it was our first home that Sean and I bought together. We put in a lot of work and effort into this house um, and don't really get to enjoy it, I would say. Um, and so, yeah. So you're unsettled 
by the fact that we don't get to enjoy our fruits of the labor. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know why. Like, I think it's the woman part of me that's just like, this was like our first house, so I just like want to hold on to it and be like, it's ours. Mm. I think it's just a woman thing. But anyways, mm. number six. Embrace your dynamic nature and ability to adapt. Which I am embracing that we're not... I mean, the plan was we're not going to live in this house forever anyways. So what matters if we move in two months compared to three years down the road? Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Mm-mm. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um. And plus, like, I mean, I was able to make this a home for us, so we can always make the next house a home. Yeah, say that one again. Embrace your dynamic nature and ability to adapt. Mm, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Okay, so then we're on to part two, taking action. So number one is manage your stress or uneasiness with change by engaging in stress-reducing activities. Um, so, like, working out, yoga... I'm sure meditating. Um, I mean, Sean and I work out frequently, so mm-hmm. we're kind of always doing mm-hmm. stress-reducing activities. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can definitely, a little off topic, uh, I can definitely tell when we don't work out as much because I do feel like I'm more stressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, about nothing. Yeah, one one reducing stress activity would be smoking marijuana. We do have fun with that sometimes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's illegal. We don't do that shit. But I heard people do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard that helps with uh, with uh, stress and stuff like that. Definitely. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yep. Um, number two, stay busy. That is... So the first one was take action. So we're on part, part two. two, taking action. Taking action. Okay, and what was number one? Number one was manage your stress. Manage stress. Okay, we do that. Mm-hmm. So number two is staying busy. Stay busy, okay. We're very busy people. Yeah. Um, three, talk it out. Mm. Communication. Communication. Okay. Um, and they say, like, you can do it with, like, anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're upset by just, like, a change that's happening in your neighborhood, like, talk to your friends about it. Like, it's it's healthy to get things out. Well, yeah, yeah talk to, I mean, hit your support team up big time on this. I mean... You're having a change that you're not comfortable with. You talk to your ma, talk to your dad, mm-hmm. your family, friends, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, get their opinions on it. But you also have to remember there are going to be bouts of resistance from those people. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, but some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, create a list of life goals for yourself. Ooh, I like that. Yep. I like that a lot. Um and we've said it before, they change constantly, so keep adding, taking off, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. And then... Sam? Huh? What? What is one of your life goals? You know one of my life goals, and I am currently accomplishing it. What's that? Be happy. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 mm-hmm. All right, what, what, what else we got on that list? What's one of your life goals, Sean? I want to write a fucking book. Well, I think we're well on our way to doing that someday. Cool. Um, number five, try to build a better world. Try to build a better world. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. I like that. I do too. 
I mean, just today, like, Sean and I, we went and got food. Um, and the, I wouldn't say the waiter did, like, anything, like, extraordinary, but he was just super chill. Mm-hmm. And we are like, let's give him a little extra tip today. Yeah, I like that guy. Mm-hmm. Cool dude. Yeah, he was super chill. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's bettering the world, but I'm sure we made his day a little bit happier. Hey, Matt's better than him. Maybe yeah. he'll do something to better the world. Yeah, true. You never know. All right, gang. That's all I got. That's all I got. Let me tell you what. Go pick up a copy of Who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson. Do not be afraid of change. And if you be afraid of change, overcome that resistance. Change is good. Change is good. It may take some time, but it's inevitable. Yes. Get out. Identify resistance. Fight it. Be a better version of yourself. Follow us on Instagram at Tutors of Life. Check out our blog, especially last Thursdays, about my review on Who Moved My Cheese. Mm-hmm. And that is at tutorsoflife.com. And have a splendid Good night.